Good Monday morning. I'm going to talk to you today about something which has long been near and dear to my heart. The way we need to protect ourselves against this group. And it's a group I call the Just Waits because that's their message, no matter where you are in your stage of life. I remember when Cammie and I were getting married and it was on the wedding day and the men were sequestered in one part of the building and the women in the other, as is tradition. The photographer came in and he wanted to stage some pictures. And of course, we're all standing there in our best uh, suits. And so he takes a picture of that, but he also wanted a picture of the best man showing me his watch and me acting terrified and the others laughing or looking terrified uh, because here it is, it's almost the end of my freedom type thing. And I asked him, why would you do a, a picture like that? And he was saying, oh, it's, it's just fun because you know, now you're, you're going to be married. You're, you're not going to be. And I'm go I looked at him and I said, I'm, I'm getting married on purpose. I like her and I want to be married. And I, I didn't do the shot. And of course, there were a couple there that were saying, you killed Joy. I, for the same reason, when Cammie and I cut the cake at our wedding reception, we didn't shove it in each other's mouths. That's not the way we're going to treat each other the rest of our lives. That's not the way we're going to treat each other today. It was done gently with love and smiling. That's another one. People came up, I don't know how many, and says, well, Patrick, you think you love her, but you just wait and see what... what and they were talking about moral love developing. But, you know, here's a news bulletin. I did love her. I didn't think it. I knew it. She loved me. She didn't think it. She knew it. 43 plus years later, we still don't understand why people would come up and say, you just think you love her now. Anybody who's been around us more than five minutes knows, well, we still do. Uh, I don't know why the Just Waits felt the need to jump in there, but they go on. Whenever you're married, they'll say, just wait, you know, you're going to be locked into this life. And then down the road, uh, let's say you're going to have kids. And so um, the wife gets pregnant and immediately the Just Waits come out of the bushes. Oh, you just wait. That baby's going to keep you up at night. That baby's just going to this. That baby's going to do this. It's wonderful. And it's all great news, but you just wait. Well, the baby's born and you're doing all right with the baby. You love your baby. It could have colic, it could have all these issues, but you love your baby. And so they'll switch the tune. Just wait till the terrible twos or the terrible threes, whichever one they want to name. Oh, that kid's going to be like it's been possessed. And then you're going to be, why would you do that? And then school starts and the first day they go to school preschool, kindergarten, first grade, whatever it is, wherever you choose to put them in first. And people will say, oh, you just wait. Now you have to live your life by the school calendar and by the school time of day. You used to be free. You used to be free, but now you have to, you have to get up at a certain time and you have to go through this ritual every morning. And then you have to go through this ritual when you get them back and you're not going to be able just to go places. The just waits can't wait to jump on this. And even as you're, you're getting your, your stride here, they'll, they'll come again, just wait till they're middle schoolers. Middle schoolers are the worst. Or just wait till they become teenagers. Just wait, that'll just, oh my goodness, just wait. I, I liked my kids too, but then they became teens. Who are these people that 
have to interject themselves into whatever you're going through right now, as pleasant as it might be, and say, oh, you just wait. It's, um, I know there's a temptation there. I've seen on Twitter where people are going, oh, you know, I'm 40 now, everything hurts. And it would be so easy to say, you just wait till you're 65 and you just wait till you're 85 or you just, no, why? They're letting you know that they're struggling a little bit today, most of them in a humorous way. Why then would you rush in there and rip that away from them and throw rocks in their backpack? But people do that. About a year and a half ago, I think it was, I was taking my mother home to her assisted living. At that time, she lived two hours and 20 minutes away from my house. The entire drive became humorous to me and I finally brought it up to her. My mother talks. Now I talk too, but I talk for a living. If I'm not working, I'm not talking. I go silent. I can go silent for days and not miss the sound of my own voice. Mama talks and, and immediately and fills the room. That's who she is and it's a delight. Well, on the way, usually, on the way back that two hours and 20 minutes, she kept saying, now do you remember and she would name somebody almost without exception. I don't remember them. When I was a kid, my brain was going all kinds of places, but remembering older people's family names wasn't part of the real estate allocation process. So, um, you know, this person, I, well, no, not really. But then she said, well, they married this person and, uh, well, they're both dead now. Okay. And so every story ended, well, they died or they're dead now except for a couple that gave me brief glimpses of hope. You know, you remember this lady and her husband and he, and he, and he died. But now she remarried and it was a really good man. He, he took such good care. Now he's dead now. And so there'd be that little bit all the way down. Well, I put that up on Facebook about, and, and I even told mama, I said, everybody in your story dies. Um, have you noticed that? And she just laughed and kept telling the stories because you're not going to knock mama off. Well, I brought that up and most people got it, but some piled on. You just wait. There'll be one day when you will miss hearing the sound. You will give anything to hear the sound of that woman's voice where you'd be happy to sit there and listen to stories of people who died and you just don't know how much I know all of that. I've lived six and a half decades and I've paid attention. I know people die and when they die, we miss them. There's a news flash for you. But I even put up after a while, is it okay if I don't mourn my mother until after she's gone? Is it okay if I don't start the process now, but instead, I enjoy and have fun at the silliness of everyday life right now. See the just waits. They, they say, this is the life you think you want and you think you're living, but this is the life that you are going to get and it's going to be horrible. I don't understand drama llamas. You know, llamas look cute. They can carry a lot. 
That's why they're useful in South America. And these drama llamas are carrying out drama and every time you try to enjoy, thump. It's rather like a dessert menu with calories attached. That, that is what these people are. That's what just weights are. If you might be a just weight and think you're just engaging in conversation. You're not. You're a joy toilet. You're sucking away some of the joy from today. Let the joy be in the day. Don't strip the joy out of the day merely because you think you've got some inside information about the future. Because you really don't. All my life I was told that when our kids became teens they'd become very difficult and unmanageable and rebellious. Not a day of it. Not a day. Did we have disagreements? Of course we did, because we were supposed to. Their job was to find an identity. And the only certain thing about that identity was that it wasn't mine. It wasn't Cammie's. It was theirs. So they were, of course, going to be different than me. They were, of course, going to think different than, differently than I, I think about religion, politics, lifestyle, interior design, lawn care, maintenance. I don't care what it is. They have their own brains. They are a unique combination of DNA never seen before, will never be seen again. And so our job was to help them find that identity the best we could. A lot of that is, that's the job of the individual, but the parents can help. And because we helped them each stage of the way, this wasn't that big a deal at all because we, we understood something. As soon as we got those babies, we knew that we didn't get to keep them because you give them back to God. They become their own people. So it was our job to get them ready to live without us. And so when people go, you just wait, they're going to... No, I'm, I'm just waiting to see what they and God come up with. I'm just waiting to see how they overcome their battles, because we know they're going to be battles. Don't be a just wait. Don't carry drama around with you and create it wherever you go. If you catch yourself saying, what do you mean by that? More than once or twice a year, you might be a drama llama. Let people say what they say. Why does it matter to you? It's all right. It was something I could never really understand. When I used to uh, weigh my, heat, my hate mail by the pound rather than reading it, uh, it has slowed somewhat, still get it. They're still out there, but I always wonder, well, why does what I say bother you? Because listening to me is completely voluntary. You can go your entire life, in fact, billions do, without ever knowing my name or listening to me. So why is what I say bothersome to you? It is the human drive for drama and meaning. And there's nothing wrong with you looking at them and saying, when they turn two and three, they're not going to be terrible. They're going to be starting the process of becoming an independent person. And that's their job. My job is to help them do their job. And don't tell people, oh, you just think you love each other. Really? You crawling in their heads and you know this stuff? Quick story. We were passing through a town and on a Sunday night we stopped at a church because in our tradition you went Sunday morning, Sunday night, even if you're traveling. 
So, uh, and we knew some of the people there. After, after the church is over, I'm standing in the foyer by myself, not talking because it's me. Cammy is over away somewhere and she's talking to a bunch of people because she's Cammy. She's very sociable. She's also, by the way, a bit of an introvert and quite quiet, but she's a lot more social than I am. So she's talking. Then her couple standing within a few feet of me, having a moment and not obviously not aware they are being observed uh, by a shrink. This lady was like, like this, right up in the face of somebody who was in the classic closed position, little tears coming out of her eyes. And this woman evidently did not approve of the way this other woman was raising her children, as if her approval meant anything in the universe. But she was, you know, I, I was trying to let it go. You don't know these people. You don't just let this go. You were passing through. And then the lady who was doing the lecturing said, now I know what you're thinking. I've had a couple of psychology courses and that's when I, I turned it to her and this strange man turned to her and said, you know what she's thinking? And she froze. I said, you, you really know what you can do? Quick, do me. Well, that broke up the conversation. And I got to talk to the crying woman a little bit, tell her she's probably doing just fine uh, and not to worry about the just waits and the doom is coming. The King James put it very succinctly in Matthew 6, 34, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now that's a brilliant phrase that uh, is almost redolent of Shakespeare, but it's hard to translate. And so the NIV puts it, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That's an okay translation. It's more of a concept that God's trying to get across there, Jesus in that sermon. The message puts it this way. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time has come. And I would put it a little different in my translation of this. And that is, tomorrow there will be things to worry about, but they won't be any greater than what you're worrying about today. Stacking your worry, banking it, so that you anticipate the worry, will only bring you harm. As the one who wrote Proverbs, or collected the Proverbs said, make level paths for your feet. You know, this world's bumpy. It's up and down, there are curbs, there are mountains, there are hills, there are slippery areas. Don't make it harder than it has to be. And don't make it harder than it has to be for other people either. Don't be a just wait. God bless. Have an amazing week.